from the Edwin Cardinal O'Brien Pastoral Center in Washington, D.C., home base for the Archdiocese for the Military Services, USA. This is Catholic Military Life, the official podcast of the Archdiocese. Here now your moderator, Public Affairs Director Taylor Henry. Thank you, Elizabeth Assal, and today it's my great pleasure and privilege to be talking to Colonel Chuck Galena, USMC retired, the advisor for military and veterans affairs to the Knights of Columbus, and also the liaison between the KFC and the Archdiocese for the Military Services USA. Welcome, Chuck. Well, thank you. And today we're talking about two significant events coming up uh, uh, in the uh, life of the KFC, uh, first of all, there is a a mass, a, a mass to celebrate the end of World War One coming up on November 11th, and the annual Warriors to Lords pilgrimage coming up in May, but a deadline soon approaching for those uh, applying for a spot on that pilgrimage. Let's talk about the mass celebrating the centennial of the World War One armistice, armistice to begin with. What are the details? Well, the details are the Mass uh, will take place on November the 11th, uh, which is the 100th anniversary of the centennial of the armistice for World War I. The Archdiocese for the Military Services and the Knights of Columbus are co-sponsoring this very uh, important and historical event and this Mass. Uh, the uh, Mass will start with a ceremony at 1030 at the St. John Paul II National Shrine on Harewood Avenue here in Northeast uh, nearby. Uh, That's at 3900 Harewood Road Northeast. The uh, principal celebrant will be uh, the Most Reverend uh, William E. Laurie, who is the Archbishop for Baltimore, as well as the Supreme Chaplain for the Knights of Columbus. The homeless will be Archbishop Timothy Brolio, who is the Archbishop for the Military Services and we're blessed to have both of these uh, clerics and these bishops taking, participating in this Mass. Uh, the Mass will begin with a prelude and a program at 10.30 a.m., uh, followed by Holy Mass at 11. The prelude will be uh, a, a presentation of the 28 historical United States colors uh, leading up to the current day. There will be a presentation of the current U.S. color with the colors of the, the with, of the Armed Services of the United States presented by the Joint Services Color Guard for the United States. Uh, there will be readings from the noted Catholic poet uh, Joyce Kilmer. Joyce Kilmer, for those of you who may not know, was a, a soldier in World War I. He enlisted in the National Guard in the New York National Guard as part of the Fighting 69th Regiment and was killed in action in the Second Battle of the Marne in uh, 1918. So there will be a reading of some of his poetry uh, that reflects the, the period of World War I. Additionally, there will be some readings from the encyclical uh, from Benedict XV, Ad Batissimi Apollostorum, uh, during the... It, before the Mass. Uh, this was a, a, an encyclical on peace in 1914. The 
serve the the ceremony will end pre- precisely at 1100 11 o'clock with the tolling of the bells which is the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month and that was the hour in paris when the armistice was signed correct that is absolutely correct why is it important uh, that we should uh, remember uh, world war 1 we look back 100 years later what is the historic significance what is the significance for us in our faith world war 1 of course was referred to as the war to end all wars millions of personnel uh, military personnel were killed as well as civilians during that period of time, uh, 4.7 million men and women under arms, 2 million in service on the front, 116,516 killed uh, from the United States. Uh, World War One was probably the most consequential event in 100 years, uh, which really defined and shaped our nation and the world today as the nation as a world power. Um, the Knights of Columbus were very critically involved in World War One in support of the Allied effort, contributing uh, millions and millions of dollars um, in 1917 to establish welfare centers in the United States and in Europe on the front lines to provide uh, support for U.S. You know, servicemen and, and entering and returning from combat. Notably, at that time, many of the welcome centers were restricted to certain people the Knights of Columbus motto was uh, all welcome, all free. Uh, more than 100,000 members of the Knights of Columbus served in the expeditionary American Expeditionary Forces. The Knights of Columbus's donation also helped cover the cost for the auxiliary chaplains and chaplains for our, our armed forces. Um, it, is, it is a very unique in that this war, as I say, in my mind, established the United States truly as a world power, while we still had an isolationist period between World War One and World War Two, the fact that the United States committed the force, uh, which was the defining element in the end of World War One. And the Knights of Columbus was still a relatively young organization at that time, wasn't it? We were. We were founded in 1882 by Father Michael J. McGivney, but the Knights of Columbus uh, has always been a major. A supporter of the of our military. Interestingly, um, the founders, the thirty founders of the Knights of Columbus, um, including our first uh, Supreme Knight, were veterans of the Civil War, and much of that thinking, I believe, impacted the the actual stand up and the mission of the Knights of Columbus uh, to care for the widows and orphans of the day. That coming, if you will, from Lincoln's second inaugural, which talked about that we will care for him who has borne the battle and his widows and orphans. So the members that stood up, the, the, those founders of the Knights of Columbus, were really imbued with that uh, mission. And that is carried over even to today with the support that the Knights of Columbus continues to provide to uh, our military men and women, uh, both deployed and in, in such activities as the uh, Warriors to Lords Pilgrimage. And tell us now about the Warriors to Lords Pilgrimage. Uh, the Knights and the Archdiocese for the Military Services sponsor this every year. What's it all about? Uh, this pilgrimage brings uh, wounded, ill, and injured U.S. military personnel, their designated caregivers, companions, volunteers from Kona, from the United States, as well as pilgrims from Europe uh, to Lourdes 
for peace and reconciliation. Uh, the pilgrimage started in 1914 or 2014 for us. Um, and this will be the sixth uh, pilgrimage. We go at a time when the international military pilgrimage, which which is now in a six, will be the sixty-first uh, international military pilgrimage, in in accompaniment with military men and women from, uh, as in twenty eighteen, over fifty nations and fourteen thousand service personnel. Many of them also suffering the wounds of war, both physical and the invisible and invisible wounds of war. And so what happens on this trip that uh, you organize from that the Knights of Columbus and the Archdiocese organize every year? What What's the schedule? Well, the schedule is very uh, compact. Uh, we have our Warriors to Lords events, which are built in and around the international military pilgrimage events. I have the honor of serving as the chief of delegation for the United States uh, delegation, as well as the chief coordinator for our Warriors to Lords pilgrimage. The pilgrimage this year will take place uh, from 14 May to 21 May. We will fly four four flights of uh, pilgrims from the United States on the 14th, three more flights on the 15th, and there will be a bus of another 40 to 50 coming from Germany to arrive on the 16th as well. We have an opening Warriors to Lords Mass on Thursday afternoon, uh, and then that will be followed by our first uh, Faith and Fellowship session. And then on Friday is an opening Mass for all of our, our uh, U.S. pilgrims, uh, other groups coming from the Catholic military Catholic communities throughout Europe. And very importantly, also starting on Thursday in the morning, Again, on Friday and Monday, we will take all of our pilgrims through the baths at Lourdes. Um, there, Lourdes is known as the, the healing shrine, and over 64 miracles have been attributed uh, to, the, to the pilgrimage to Lourdes, uh, pilgrims going to Lourdes. So we try to get all of our pilgrims through the baths. It's a very special spiritual event for them. Whether or not they receive physical healing, but more importantly is the spiritual healing and strength that they receive from through the Blessed Mother, from Jesus through the Blessed Mother. Um, that afternoon will be the American Mass. There'll be a, Then we will do an anointing of the sick for our wounded, ill, and injured, as well as pilgrims with us on that, that journey. And then that night is the opening cer- ceremony for the warriors, I mean, excuse me, for the International Military Pilgrimage. Saturday's a busy day. We start at 7.30 with a, an Anglophone Mass with our brothers uh, from brothers and sister military personnel from the United Kingdom, from Ireland, from Canada, and from the United States, as well as a contingent from Norway. Uh, that Mass is celebrated at 7.30 in the morning in the grotto, and is always a very special Mass for us. After that, uh, we will break the groups up in two sessions to do the Stations of the Cross, uh, followed that afternoon by a reception. And then a very important new event that's been added the last several years by the PMI is a sports challenge. It allows the nations that participate to put together a team for some challenging events um, that also include the wounded, ill, and injured uh, on each team. Um, this year, the United States is the co-conceptor or co-director for the uh, 
sports challenge uh, as well as other events. And then that that evening will be the Marion procession. The United States, as last year, we will be the uh, main coordinator for the Marion procession, which includes well over twelve to 13,000 pilgrims uh, carrying their candles uh, with the rosary, beautiful, sacred music, all praying to our Blessed Mother for intercession with her son, Jesus. And let's back up just a minute and uh, remind our listener that uh, Lourdes is where St. Bernadette, uh, back in 1858, uh, experienced apparitions of the Blessed Mother. Uh, and then uh, there was the PMI, the military, uh, international military pilgrimage that started, what, in the 50s, 1950s? In the 50s. This will be the 61st year for the international military pilgrimage. And how did the international military pilgrimage come about? It came about uh, the uh, warring powers, the French, the British, um, the United States, others, came together for peace and reconciliation. After a couple of years, uh, the German German military and German chaplains were invited to the international military pilgrimage. So it became truly a pilgrimage that has now grown from the warring powers of World War One, excuse me, World War Two, seeking peace and reconciliation among nations, to now a pilgrimage that includes uh, forty plus nations each year and twelve to fifteen thousand pilgrims. This year, we expect about 12,000-plus pilgrims for the International Military Pilgrimage. And as you pointed out, the KFC organized the Warriors to Lord's spiritual journey in 2014. The slots are all expenses paid, correct? For the wounded, ill, and injured, their designated caregivers, we cover all, all expenses. We also offer, for those military personnel who bring some companions, these could be that are not caregivers, but family members like wives, children, husbands, etc. We do offer uh, a financial support for those who have a, a verified need by their chaplains. So the su- support ranges from all expenses paid for wounded or ill warriors whose applications are accepted to partially paid for their f- families or caretakers. That's correct. And, and, uh, and then... We also have a number of volunteers who come along. They're self-paying. A number of the companions, of course, those who do not have a financial need, uh, they come come as well. Um, it costs about twenty six hundred. It's twenty six hundred dollars to bring a pilgrim to Lourdes, or for one of the self-paying volunteers or self-paying companions. And so, how does one apply for one of these spots on the pilgrimage? Right now, one would go to the. Uh, website uh, all one word, dot com. Uh, click on the application uh, button, and then the application will appear. Uh, there, the application, you're asked to choose which category you are, wounded, ill, and injured, uh, warrior, pilgrim, uh, companion, caregiver, designated caregiver, uh, volunteer, or chaplain. And how long will the KFC be taking applications? The application phase opened on the 15th of September. It will close on the 15th of January. To date, uh, just about a month, a little over a month in, we've received over 80 applications to this point. 
Um, we take about two, 200 to 220 uh, pilgrims across uh, both the United States and in Europe. Uh, so the slots are, uh, are, are tight. Last year, we had well over 600 applications, and we ended up taking 220 uh, wounded, ill, and injured warrior pilgrims, etc. Now, you say these pilgrims are coming from both the United States and Europe. Are these Americans based in Europe or Europeans? These are, Europe, these are U.S. military personnel based in Europe. The bus departs from Kaiserslautern, which is close to Ramstein Air Force Base, and uh, uh, we, bring, uh, we bring about 40 to 48 on that bus. That also includes our honor guard, color guards, uh, some uh, European medical volunteer or medical volunteers from our U- European-based medical and non-medical volunteers as well. And uh, so, how many slots are there? All expenses paid. Uh, that depends on how many wounded, ill, and injured we would take. Uh, last year, we took fifty-nine wounded, ill, and injured. There were thirty-nine uh, designated caregivers. And then we had a number of companions that we paid. We also cover the expenses for active duty warrior pilgrims, non-wounded, ill, and injured. The priority basically is to combat wounded, ill, and injured active duty, followed by active duty uh, ill or injured. Uh, Last year, for example, we had two stage four cancers, two transplants, several other very critically ill, uh, wounded, or ill and injured and then we had about 40-plus warrior pilgrims. So the third uh, priority is to our active-duty uh, warriors that are that apply. And the deadline to apply is January 15th? The applications will be accepted up to January 15th. Then we cut off applications and we consolidate every, all of the applications, and then we go into a selection process uh, uh, on or about the last uh, week end of the week of January, first week of February. Two interesting events the KFC is involved in planning. Uh, the uh, Warriors to Lords pilgrimage, which will take place May 14th to 21st, 2019. And then coming up on November 11th, a, a mass uh, celebrating the 100-year uh, anniversary of the end of World War One. Interesting side note here is that uh, the uh, apparitions at Fatima occurred toward the end of World War I. Uh, so we have uh, two events, both involving Marian apparitions. Uh, Colonel Chuck Galena of the Knights of Columbus, thank you so much for talking to me today. Is there anything else we should say? Yeah, I would like to add, uh, people ask how they can support the pilgrimage. On the website, uh, there is a donation uh, button that one can go to. Um, $2,600 donation would, keep, would bring one warrior pilgrim, one caregiver, uh, one active duty military to uh, two lords. Uh, we accept app donations, obviously, of any denomination. A number of organizations, uh, KFC and otherwise, do make significant donations to this pilgrimage, which helps offset the costs, which are all basically borne by uh, by the Knights of Columbus. So one can go to, if one is interested in making a donation, the second way one can ha- that we can be helped is getting the word out to our wounded, ill, and injured warriors, uh, our active duty, either uh, through our councils and our assemblies, our military bases, and so forth. Colonel Chuck Galena, thank you so much for talking to me today.
Well, it was my pleasure, and thank you for the support for the Wars to Lourdes pilgrimage, as well as for the uh, information that we're able to provide for the Mass on November the 11th.